I believe the word of God. Whatever God wants to do, if He shows it to me biblically through prayer, as I pray, and divinely He shows me, I always come back to the Word of God to do what? To look at the Word of God to make sure that God is really speaking to me. Otherwise, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to accept it. It has to be the Word of God. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Thanks for joining us. Today, as Roll continues our Christmas series celebrating Jesus' birth, we'll think about his mother's remarkable response to the astounding call on her life. Stay with us for a challenge to follow Mary's example of faith and obedience, trusting God's perfect will, and allowing Him to use you for great things in His kingdom. Let's join Raul Reese now in Luke chapter 1 with the lesson, God's Message to Mary. Now Mary, the uh, sister of Elizabeth, and of course Jesus and John the Baptist will be first cousins. We have the introduction here now to the announcement of Mary, that Mary now, six months after Elizabeth is pregnant, that now she is going to become pregnant with a child. Notice this, verse 26 He says, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Well, first of all, we see that the angel Gabriel is a messenger of God. Gabriel and also Michael were the archangels of God. They were not just normal angels. They were archangels of God. And it seems that when Moses had died... Michael, the archangel, according to Jude, came and was holding up the body of Moses because Moses is the only person in the whole world that God buried himself. Nobody knows where Moses is buried. Only God knows. He's the one that buried him. But the picture we have in the book of Jude is where actually Satan comes and Michael meet together and they're literally struggling or fighting for the body of Moses. That is, Satan wanted to rob the body of Moses, probably to try to deceive the nation of Israel by possessing the body. But Michael, the archangel, said to Satan, the Lord rebuked thee. That's all he said. And Satan let go of the body, and Satan went on his way, And Gabriel and Michael went ahead and did what he had to do and bury Moses in the land that God had said that he would bury. But you think of the power that these angels possess in their own lives. These are the angels of God. Now when you think of the age that Mary, uh, not only in her own life what she had, she was probably about 14 to 15 years old when the angel of the Lord came to her, when Gabriel came to her. And imagine here as we see in verse verse 27, look what it says. He says, He came to a virgin engaged to be married to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. You notice that she 
when the six months were over and Gabriel uh, was sent by God to the city of Galilee in Nazareth, Nazareth was not a good place. Nazareth is known for its alcoholics, for the drinking, and also for uh, robbers and thieves that live in the city of Nazareth. And at the same time, here we see that God is choosing this little girl, 15, 16 years old. Some commentators say that she might have been 12 to 14 years old. I don't know how young that would be, but it was very possible. And yet here is a young girl that totally has separated to herself, to God, and her virginity. And given herself to the Lord to see how God could use my life. She never expected that God would ever use her life. How many times within our own lives did you expect that God would call you and God would save you? None of us ever expected that. You never even expected that God could use your life to bring glory and honor to His name. But at the same time, when God calls you or calls me, just like He called Mary, maybe He's not calling you to bear the Messiah. But with the calling of God, there's also the accountability and responsibility that goes with the call of God to each one of our lives. And one of the qualifications for Mary was sexual purity. If you notice here, sexual purity. She had never known a man sexually. She'll tell you about that in a moment. Because in the law of God in the Old Testament, according into the book of Deuteronomy, if a woman, let's say you're engaged, here you are, you're growing up, and your parents already set you up to marry this guy, but you decide you don't want to marry him, and somehow, you know, through weakness, you fall into sexual sin. Immediately, if you don't confess it, and they find out that you were in sexual sin, immediately they would take you down to the city judges, and they would take you there, and they would say, my daughter or my son has committed, you know, sexual sin, and they're no longer virgins. And they would write up an actual document of information against those two people. And they would take the girl that had committed the fornication. And they would take her outside of the city gates. And they would put her against the wall. And they would take up these massive rocks. And they would stone her to death. Imagine that. That was the law of God. By stoning to death. In the engagement period of one year, if the husband-to-be thought that she had been messing around on him, he could go to the priest and accuse her at the city gates. And then, of course, the way to prove yourself that you haven't really been messing around is you prove your virginity. You see? Otherwise, they would stone you to death. Can you imagine how Mary must have felt when she was elected by God to have a baby, but you wouldn't even have a man involved in the having of the child? It would be a miraculous miracle of God. The one that would impregnate the woman would be the Holy Spirit. How would anybody believe you? I mean, she was under heavy pressure when it came to the birth of Christ. Now, another thing that I see here concerning Mary is that the way the Catholic Church looks at Mary. First of all, they believe that Mary 
did not have other children. Literally that Mary had Jesus and after Jesus she became a virgin all of her life. And she never ever ever had any more children. And eventually she ascended to heaven and she became the mother of God. The ascension of Mary we call that. Yet when you prove it biblically we see the first of all that in Matthew chapter 13 verse 55 turn to it. The Bible says that Mary had Jesus and after Jesus, Mary and Joseph got married and they had other children apart from Jesus. In verse 53, And now it came to pass when Jesus had finished his parables that he departed from there. And when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Here it is. And his brothers James, Hoses, Simeon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not with us all here? Where then did this man get all these things? Either the Bible is lying, or the Catholic Church is lying. And I believe the Catholic Church is lying. Because they do not believe that Mary had other children. And yet the Bible says it did. You see, after the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, Mary had a normal life with Joseph. And it is believed that Joseph died at an early age. But they did have children. And so when you talk about Mary, Mary was a beautiful woman. She was a blessed woman. But we do not worship Mary at all. We honor her. As a good woman and as the mother of Jesus Christ. But we don't give her the glory and the honor. And we don't pray to her. We don't believe that she's the mediator between God and man. You see. Because in Acts 4.12 it says neither is there salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus. And then again in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 it says there is no mediator between who? Between the man who's the mediator? Jesus Christ our Lord. You see. He's the bridge builder between God and man. So it's of importance that you understand that. Then we see not only the engagement here, but the virgin birth. Now we know that for sure, 700 years before this prophecy was given by the angel Gabriel. In Isaiah chapter 7, 14, turn to it. We see that Jesus himself, the Lord himself already had predicted the virgin birth. Isaiah chapter 7, beginning with verse 14. Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Notice the word son is in capital S. A son. And shall call His name Emmanuel. Which means what? God is with us. Curds and honey He shall eat. And he may know and to refuse the evil and to choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings. And then again, we have it in chapter 9 of Isaiah, verse 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Emmanuel. 
Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over His kingdom, to order it, establish it with the judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever, the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So we see in the Old Testament that it was predicted that Jesus would be born through a virgin. And that virgin is Mary, elected by God. And now Gabriel is giving the good news to Mary. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Call us at 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com for more resources to help you grow in your understanding of God's love. After today's lesson, we'll tell you about a CD pack that details Jesus' life-changing gift of salvation. But first, here's Roll Reese once again with the conclusion of the lesson, God's Message to Mary. Verse 28, look what he says. And then he says, And having come in, the angel said unto her, So here he comes in to see Mary. Mary's name means bitterness. That's her name. She would experience many bitter experiences with Jesus Christ when they would kill him, when they would crucify him, when they would beat him. In life, Mary was literally having a lot of bitter experience in her own life because when she saw her son mistreated and crucified on the cross. And so coming in, he said this to her. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Notice what he says to her. The angel gives her an incredible high greeting to her. Because she was selected by the Lord to be the mother of God. And yet Mary was sitting there going, man, to what is this greeting? She couldn't understand it. And now the angel is confirming to her that she is going to have the Son of God. Look what it says again, verse 29. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Notice, she couldn't understand. And consider what manner of greeting this was. This was a special greeting. Not everybody got this kind of a greeting. And here the angel is standing before her. And notice the angel is not worshiping Mary either. But he's greeting her in the name of the Lord. And he's giving to her the prophecy that she is going to have a child. And that child will be the Son of God. And then the angel said unto her, Do not be afraid. Notice he comforts her with his words. Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. What does that mean? You have found grace with God. The grace of God. The mercies of God. You know, even as Mary found grace with the Lord, we also have found grace with God tonight. That's why we're here tonight. I mean, think of all of the things that we have done in our lives since we come to Jesus Christ where the Lord should have smitten us and got rid of us. And yet God is patient and loving and kind. And through His love and grace and mercies, as we have repented, He has forgiven us over and over and over and continues to forgive us. That's the love of Christ. Here we see the grace of God tremendously. 
the way it is given to you, the way it is given to me. So many times I think of that unmerited favor that God gives to us because it's not of works as any man should boast. It's all of God what He does in my life and what He does in your own personal life. Where there's no way that Mary could take credit of herself and say, Man, you know what? I'm the luckiest woman and now God has chosen me. And I am going to be highly exalted. You don't hear that. But in the life of Mary, you see simplicity and humility. And you see kindness. And you see mercy. And you see the grace of God even in her own personal life. Even as we have found the grace of God in our own lives together. So this is a beautiful story concerning the birth of Jesus. And then the angel said unto her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have favor with God. And then behold, you, notice the instructions, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Notice the promise of what? Of the Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Jesus, His name, Jehovah Shua, which means what? God is salvation. Imagine that. His name, the name of Jesus, where every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. At the name of Jesus, I can rebuke the enemy, Satan, and he can leave. He will become the Savior of the world. He will become the Redeemer of the world. Why? Because there is no salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus Christ. That's the only salvation that anybody can have. And yet Mary being a sinner, elected by God, through sovereignty of God and the grace of God, she is the chosen one to have the Lord Jesus Christ in her womb. Imagine that. And notice verse 32. And he, now he's going to say what Jesus is going to do, the promise of the Lord. He, capital H, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. Notice what God the Father will do. The promise that God is going to raise him up. God is going to anoint him. God is going to set him on the throne of David. And then he said, And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Who's that? The Jews. Forever. Even though they don't believe in Jesus Christ today, the Jews one day will bow down and confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. One third will be saved in the tribulation period. Two thirds will die of the Jews But yet they will bow down. And when they see him, they're going to say, Is that him that we pierced his hands and his feet? They're going to recognize him for the wounds in his hands and in his feet. And in the side, they're going to know it is him that we have pierced. They're going to recognize Jesus Christ. God is not through with Israel yet. And here is the promise. He will be great. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Notice that. His kingdom is forever and ever and ever and ever. That's why he's returning back the second time. To establish his kingdom for a thousand years. And after the thousand year reign of Christ. He's going to do what? A new heaven and a new earth. And we're going to be ruling forever and ever in eternity with him. That's what we have to look forward to. Jesus Christ. That's what he's done and he's doing. And then he says, What? Well, then Mary said, 
to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man sexually? The word know there in Greek is to know one sexually. I don't know anybody says, I'm a virgin. How am I going to have a child? Can you please explain it to me? Here's the explanation, verse 35. And the angel answered, notice this, it's going to be a miracle, and said unto her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest, who's that? God, will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. There it is. He's going to be called the Son of God. Imagine how Mary must have felt because the Holy Spirit had not been given yet. And here again, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit fell on who? On certain people. In the New Testament, every believer receives the Holy Spirit. Jesus has not died or resurrected yet. He hasn't even been born yet. And yet, because of the Old Testament dispensation, here again, what is God doing? Electing and choosing certain people. And the Holy Spirit came upon who? Zechariah and Elizabeth. And now upon Mary. The Holy Spirit. Verse 36. And now indeed, Elizabeth, your relatives... Has also conceived a son in her old age. Who's that? Elizabeth. Notice her sister. And this is now the sixth month of her pregnancy. Which she was called barren. And here is the key. Underline this. For with God nothing will be impossible. I like that. This is the only way that God accomplishes his purposes. Through what? Through the power of the word of God. I believe the word of God. Whatever God wants to do, if he shows it to me biblically through prayer, as I pray and divinely he shows me, I always come back to the word of God to do what? To look at the word of God to make sure that God is really speaking to me. Otherwise, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to accept it. It has to be the word of God. And here we see the confirmation. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the main servant, the Lord, let it be to me. And here is her submission. And here is her humility. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed straight from there. What did she do? Here at the end she comes and she bows down before the angel. She says, If God said it, I believe it. And if you're telling me and you were sent by the Lord, the Father, then I believe it and I accept And I will be the mother of the Son of God. As you meditate on Mary's humble submission to God's will for her life, we hope you'll consider how the Lord might want to work through you in this coming year. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To hear today's message again, we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165 and request Rawls' lesson titled, God's Message to Mary. We'd also like to tell you about a resource that will empower you with a larger sense of God's loving plan for your future. Titled, Salvation, Rawls' four-message audio series clearly establishes our universal need for Jesus, the only one who could forgive our sin and give us a fresh start with God. You'll see that when you fully surrender to Christ, He'll inspire you with His kingdom-building plans. 
Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and ask for Roll's 4-CD Salvation Audio Pack. We'll send you this collection for a gift of $18 or more. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Somebody Loves You Radio is a listener-supported ministry. That means we're funded solely through the generosity of partners like you, and every year-end gift is tax-deductible. Well, it's always a pleasure to study the Word of God with you, and we hope you'll join us again next time for more encouraging insights from the Word of God. Now, here's Raul Reese once again with a final thought to take with you. And imagine what it must have been like for Mary to sit there and to be able to take upon herself one of the great call of God. Not only as she began to think, because God would begin to reveal to her, not only, Mary, are you going to have a child, but this child is going to be hated, and this child is going to be beaten, and this child is going to be mocked, and this child eventually will be killed. And one day, Mary, you're going to see him hang on the cross. Imagine the heart of Mary. No wonder they named her bitterness. She went through many bitter experiences. Even like some of you here tonight. You've been through a lot of things in your life. And some of the things you've been through, sometimes life makes us bitter. But that bitterness can be turned into sweetness. Just like in the Old Testament, in the waters of Mirah, which means the waters of bitterness... When they came to the 70 palms, remember? And the children of Israel, when they tasted the waters were bitter. And then when Moses went ahead and literally God turned the waters of bitterness, Mara, into sweetness. God can do that through the power of His Holy Spirit. As we put our faith and trust in Him, He can turn every bitter experience into a sweet experience in the kingdom of God. As we, like Mary, submit ourselves to Him, then He will do a tremendous work in our lives. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.